Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the three count. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Chaz Evans, and we are here with another awesome episode of The Three Count. With me, I have Cliff, Red Dog Miller. And now my catchphrase. That, 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 that's it. That's my catchphrase. That's it. Okay. <laughs> we have to make that a shirt. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you. I think this is the episode. I'm gonna go and post and just put uh, a bunch of sound effects, and then yeah, I'm gonna have to force y'all to listen to the show. If you don't, especially you, Josh, because you talking about you can't. I know you can't listen to yourself, so I'm gonna force you just to hear all, all my little uh, sound effects. I might put farts in there too when you talk. Oh Lord, I might. <laughs> but yeah, well, let me introduce you. We got my little brother, the. We call him the guy with the crystal ball, but he doesn't have one, really. Trust I me, I do I've have a crystal it. ball. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you yes, don't. Do. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I was just at the house the other day. You don't have one. But we also He's call lying. him little JJ. He is Josh Evans. Hello. How you doing? I'm about to look into my crystal ball real quick. Hold on. What do I see? Um, I see a joke. And it's the Raw Tag Division. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. We will. Uh, that's because you know what the schedule, what you know, what, you know what we're doing. So that's why. But we're missing somebody today. The uh, illustrious Chris Idol, the 25-time WCFECW heavyweight impact champion of the world has been attacked. He's been attacked, ladies and gentlemen, um, by control, a group in WCF. Uh, there's some bad people, and uh, he's missing. Um, I don't know who did it, but when I find out, I'm gonna find them and I'm gonna beat I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat them up. My first suspect is you, Mr. Red Dog. <laughs> what do you mean? I we've been here every week. Nobody has beaten up Chris Idol from control. Like you're talking to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, okay, cool. So anyway, guys. <laughs> we uh we were off. Last week, so we got two weeks to cover, so we got a jam-packed show, so let's get right on to it. Two pay-per-views, right? We've, uh, well, no, three, actually, that we had gone by, and um, so let's let's get it cracking. So, uh, everyone's heard in the news. So, the rumors and speculation, so the possible NWA-AEW 
merger give a solid lead for AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars? Cliff, let's uh, you start us off. Yeah, I'm, uh, if this news is true, like I'm super hyped about it, but I really want to see like, you know, obviously Marty Squirrel is kind of like he's the lead booker for ROH. You know, they just did their pay-per-view kind of mix with NWA um, in, in the hard times. Um, I'm just curious to see if we can get like all three of those guys together and get like the super group together to compete against WWE. Because I just I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. There'd be a lot of great matchups. I mean, obviously, Nick Aldis and Kenny Omega will probably be like one of the top matchups that we could talk about. Um, and then Flip Gordon getting in and mixing up with Sammy Guevara as well as um, you know Kip Sabian. There's like so many great matchups that we could have if ROH, NWA, and AEW could kind of do a thing together, kind of like they did, you know, for All In. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know, man. I just want to see. I'd love to see NWA and AEW together, but it's not like AEW really needs NWA. Like, of course, there's always that tradition that comes with NWA, but NWA seems to be doing their own kind of thing and it's doing well for them on YouTube. Whereas AEW, they just solidly been beating NXT like consistently yep. and not having that, not really needing a second person to come in. So. I don't know if they're looking to bolster up a roster. I guess it'd be kind of cool, but with the with the talks of um, AEW having a second TV show coming in, we all know that's AEW Dark. So they're not the roster. I don't know. They don't really need NWA. It's more like NWA needs AEW. But I don't know. It would be it'd be fun to see a pay per view that's run with them. You know, I guess I don't know how to still say it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Josh? I honestly, Cliff literally knocked every single one of my bullet points. Like a like like what Cliff is saying, AEW has been for the most part been beating NXT in ratings. Even if it's like slightly, they have been winning. So necessarily, they do not need NWA power in order to lead the Wednesday Night Wars because they already are leading the Wednesday Night Wars, per se. So, like Cliff said, I think if if it was to happen, NWA Power probably needs it more than AEW. But it would be pretty cool to see. I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I think AEW oh. needs NWA. Mm. I think from a star power standpoint, Besides Cody, there and Moxley and Jericho, the goat. That's it. They okay. are they're always in the top, you know, tier stuff. I believe that you need you need uh, you need more star power to compete with NXT. Yes, they are winning in the ratings. Yes, that is a fact. Don't get me wrong. They are already winning, but it's it's really evident that Kenny Omega is not the star that they thought they were, he was going to be when he came over from Japan. He's not. He was – the Young Bucks are not. And then their, their, their women's champion is not. 
which Oof. we will get into later. Yikes. But <laughs> there is no star power. Tell if you you can't tell me one superstar that AEW has that's a woman. That's a woman. Tell me one that has that that star power. Oh, no 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 no. In a women's division, you're 100% correct. But yeah. here, name me one superstar other than Nick Aldis from NWA. Uh, Eli Drake. Who? <laughs> Ken Anderson. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about Mr. The guy who got removed by Triple H. That guy? Oof. Yes, I think. I, Whatever. I Mr. Kennedy. It's that ex-WWE stardom that you get when you used to work for that company. Don't what get me wrong. Do? No, no, Don't no. get me wrong what on that. Do? You know, what did he do? That's, how, that's how half of these indie shows get get their people to come in. No. It's, it's, how did it's he do at ex-WWE Spectra guys? You think half yeah. these people remember half the, uh, what Gilbert did? By the way, Gilbert is having his last match at ACW uh, February 28th in Glen Burnie, Maryland. So uh, you guys can look that up. Anyway... What love the did <laughs> love the <laughs> what what did Mr. Anderson do at TNA? He didn't he do anything. He joined Aces. He joined. Yeah, he was in Aces and Aces, and that's so, oh, oh, tell, me Aces, that tell me Aces and Aces wasn't one of uh, TNA shi- uh, shine points with Bully Ray. Of you course, mean the same the- that changed their name to Impact. Miss that group. Mr. They got the same group that had to change the name to Global Championship Wrestling or Global Oof. Championship Federation or Oof. whatever it was. They went through all the name changes. That TNA, the same Yikes. TNA that took Hogan and Bischoff and then tried to make Eric Bischoff's kid a superstar. That TNA, the only superstar to come out of TNA, as in like the only person that you could really name. You mean AJ Styles? Styles. That TNA, that same TNA. Fuck out of here, man! Oh wait, don't no, 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 no. There's, there's some more Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Joe. No, no, no. Who? Again? Our like, truth, our truth, Xavier Woods. <laughs> Chris, some of them, some of that TNA guys that you talk about are in AEW. <laughs> I'm just saying. That NWA uh. does not, it, AEW does not need NWA. And there's nobody on that roster. I guess I'll give you Nick Aldis. And if we want to talk about like a real person who can like kind of help bolster up the roster, Ricky Starks. Like, other than that, nobody else on that roster is needed. Nobody. Sorry. <laughs> they need to let go some uh some of the uh what you call it? The rest is AEW got. That's just my opinion, but that's that's another topic for another day. <laughs> because after the past couple of Wednesday uh shows, I have completely been a little skeptical about how people uh work don't know how to work a wrestling match and the basics. Yeah. No, I understand that. <laughs> but yeah, you know. But uh, I mean, that's just me. That I think that's I think you you get you know you get you get former WWE Spectra guys and everyone loves everyone loves 
WWE Spectra. It just it's just some magical Vince dust that rubs off when you, you work for him. And like you did with your cheap plug, Gilbert guys, go see him. If you had even if you have no, no idea fucking who clue who Gilbert and what the fuck he did. He was a joke character, a comedic character, ladies yep. and Knock off of Goldberg. Goldberg <laughs> is a asshole. <laughs> but that's another topic for another day. So, guys, oh man, uh, here we come to this. Baker's heel turn, the fire that's needed for the AEW's women division. I'm going to go last, so Josh, you can uh, start that one off, because I need to cu- get, get my life. <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And make sure you call her doctor, by the way. It's Dr. Baker. Dr. Britt Baker. Get it right. Yes. Yes. Britt Baker. Yes. Yes. Put some respect on her name. Love the heel turn. I love everything. Yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what they needed so you can stop trashing that division, even though it is trash. <laughs> trash, is, trash is not even the word that I, I have for it. I, it's, I have uh, a way better. But dumpster fire? Better than that. Go. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but honestly, I, I loved her promo with uh, JR because, like, Honestly, she was spitting facts. She was spitting facts. And I was just like, dang. I was like, the doctor. Ooh, I was like, I got, I got. I'm, I'm, a, I'm above the, on the, I'm, I'm aboard the doctor train. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna keep it like that. This is exactly what AEW needed. And now, in a month or two, when we come back. I'm going to tell you, Chaz, I told you so. All right. What about you, Cliff? <laughs> no, I am I am also all about uh, Britt Baker's heel turn. However, last week when they were on the boat, the Jerry Cruz, um, I was kind of trying to figure out why. Because she started off as, like, this face, and then, like, she turned, like, mid-match, and then she had that weird-ass interview with uh, Tony. And where she called him a shitty barista, which I'm not gonna lie, I laughed my ass off because I thought that was pretty good. But it was like when she came out and she came after JR, I was like, I'm all in with this. I thought this is something that the AEW roster needed and they needed it for a while. And I don't I don't understand why it took so long. Maybe because Brandy was trying that whole nightmare collective thing and it just wasn't clicking with fans. But I am all about this uh this turn for her because I felt like she was one that was gonna need to do it. Um, so yeah, she could definitely give some energy into it. Into it. The only thing I don't think is she's not a very good talker. Clearly, Adam Cole has not been teaching her. And uh, if you're gonna say her name, say it right. It's Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Quit leaving that off. Put some respect on her name, Josh. Huh? What happened? So you wow. put some respect on Dr. Britt Baker DMD name. Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I'm going to come in there. 
I'm going to grab you by your mandibular nerve and put you out. <laughs> Let's wait. <laughs> I wonder what Chaz is going to say. Yeah. I've been waiting on this one. Harmony. So before I begin, I just want to say I've been dreading talking about the AEW women's division. division. Oh, all right, here we go. I have been dreading this day. I, I, I wish it would have never came, but I know it had to happen sooner or later. And I, I, I had high hopes for this division. They talked so highly of it. And let me just start by saying that AEW women's division is the most pitiful excuse for a wrestling division. It is extreetment. It is terrible. It is old shit. It is garbage. It is fucking disgusting. Britt Baker should have done this from day fucking one. She should have won the AEW Women Division, uh, the title, first. She should... Who the hell... Is going. Who the hell is that fucking Riho? <laughs> who the hell? What? What is a? What is a Riho? Riho? Like what? Like what is it? Please, I don't. She is no bigger than my cousin, who's fourteen. She and then she's like what twelve. I, oh, listen, like, Britt Baker is, she is the only star on the AEW Women's Division that is actually marketable, that it can actually be, has that star quality. And they dropped the ball. They wanted to make her this whole face. She should have, she's a fucking dentist. If you're going to use that gimmick, you can't make her a face. No one likes going to the dentist. <laughs> Who the fuck likes going to the dentist? I mean, the dentist. Don't put cool. your hand down, Clint. Uh, Stop lying. I, I, I like the dentist. Yo, I like the dentist. Oh, I get good reports. People. Well, the average person don't like to. How about that, you weird? Hey, okay, so let's let's break this conception, okay? Why is it that the dentist is considered like the bad guy? Okay, they check your teeth. teeth. They tell you, hey, you know what? If you floss a little better, your teeth will be in better shape. Whereas a doctor walks in and goes, "You got fucking cancer," and you're like, "No lube? Like you can't even just like." Let me let me know. Like, what's going on? Like, no. They like come in. They tell you you have influenza. You have the coronavirus. You have swine flu. <laughs> you got some other crazy shit. And the dentist looks at you and goes, "Hey, you have some gingivitis. But if you brush your teeth twice a day, you'll have good breath and you'll have shiny teeth. So keep it up." And you're like, "I will. I will keep it up." My shiny teeth and me shiny teeth, shiny teeth. Sorry, I had to do it. The funny thing about the coronavirus, I, I didn't know I didn't know what was going on for like the longest. I I try to stay oh with my news. god. And one of my uh at my uh, job, one of the kids was like, "Did you hear about the corona?" I said, "The ger- what? What do you know about a corona, kid? What?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, he 
said, no, people are sick. I'm like, what? And then that's when I looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> bad. Just segue about the coronavirus. I was like, yeah, I had some, I had some kid telling me what that, yeah, people were dying in the, in the, in the world. That's how sec- uh, seclusion, I, I don't watch the news. But, yeah, Britt Baker, yeah, this, she should, yeah, she's the only star in that women's division. The only star. But I, I bet you on the other side, when I go to, up to Connecticut, right? I'm sorry, not Connecticut, anymore. To full sale. Uh-oh. In Orlando, I can name you about five stars in Bianca the NXT Belair. women's division. Bianca Belair. Number one, I, I, exactly. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, um, yeah. like Rhea, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai. That's six. Like, and you telling me we are Ripley the champion for for oh, Christ's yeah, sake? Rhea. And you think me to tell me if we have like some crossover? You want me to believe that Rio is probably up against fucking Rhea Ripley? She would break her limbs off and eat her for breakfast, oh lunch, God. and dinner. <laughs> and probably not even that because she's skidding bones anyway. She's probably <laughs> just like goddamn little shredded meat you put in your soup at the oh diner God. for like three ninety nine. No, man. Like the women's division sucks. Fucking sucks in AEW, and it's, it's just they they talk all this shit about it. That it was gonna be this, this, and this, and it's, it's completely trash. Like it's so, easy. it's like it smells bad. I get, I don't even just that it smells. Like I, I. So then, I, how do you fix it? How do you fix? How do you? Well, you don't have fucking Rio be your world champion. That's number one. True. You okay. Stop doing this whole pushing this Asian schoolgirl fetish that Kenny Omega has. Because it's his, it's his fault. It's him. It's him and Brandy, to be completely honest. You know, honestly, don't have Kenny running. Because his Asian schoolgirl fetish and these Japanese girls from... They're not getting... They, they make, it just looks bad. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense in this culture. We got to remember the Japanese wrestling, the different styles and the culture of wrestling is different in parts of the world. And if you want to do a national television like AE and go against, you know, you, you got to remember. The norm. The, not, not even necessarily the norm of you. Wrestling is wrestling. Regardless of what you do, you still, like, the basic principles still apply. If people say we don't live in, you know, they try to say we don't live in this heel versus face then what is wrestling? Like, it's not wrestling then. We're just, it's a stunt show. We pop for moves. So, no, like, you gotta remember what gets over. And none of these Asian girls, and don't get me started on what is her name with the uh, Freddie Mercury chick. What is her name? Who is it? Sakura Bullcrap. That's her name. Sakura Bullcrap. What the hell? Y'all seen her work. What the fuck? And you guys, Caliber talking like, oh, she's this trainee. I wish a bitch would try to train me and, and she go out there on national TV and wrestle like that. <laughs> Stop pushing the Asians. And if it sounds racist, then fuck you. 
You deserve to be offended because I'm not trying to be offensive. Since 2020, everyone's. Then fuck you then, like, because man, no. We're gonna lose Asian demographics. I can tell. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't think, I don't think Meltzer's gonna approve of this either. Meltzer's just. Uh, <laughs> You know how he feels about you Japanese. can't tell me any 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 Bianca Belair would beat all them girls in AEW every day of the week and twice on Sunday as just light work. They don't stand up. They just don't. And if they want to go head to head, they gotta. They need Britt Baker has got to be the one. Yes. Yep. To get the belt. She's I'm not hating on the women's division now. I'm not hating on the division because there are some that I do like. I like, I like, I love, I love Britt Baker. She's like I said, she should have been number one from the start. Nyla Rose is, is, is has grown on me. I like Nyla Rose. I and it didn't, you know, that TNA days. I like Kong. And I like Big Swole. Big Swole, Swole. Yeah, yeah, I liked her since I saw her in the May Young Classic. So. Yeah, but they have they they have them, but they're not using them. They're just they're doing this, like I said, this Asian schoolgirl thing, and it's yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it was like a big miss with Chris Statlander and uh, Shanna. Like those two, like they debuted and they just they fired off so quick. They connected so quickly with the crowd, and the next thing you know, it's just like oh. Where's where's Chris at now? You know what I mean? Like she was a top contender. Now all of a sudden she's just not there, and they have this whole the nightmare collective thing kind of going on. It's kind of in a big disarray, and you can see like there's two sides, right? Because there's like Brandy's side with like all the American wrestlers, and then Kenny Omega side with all the Japanese wrestlers. And it's like they're not they're not talking, they're not merging together, which is obviously causing disarray, and like the whole division, which. It's fucking crazy because you would think that they could be like, all right, hey, we'll put on all these great matches with all this talent that we have. And it's like they're just not building it up like they should be. It's it's just it's it's they need to talk or both of them just need to get that out of the way and get someone else to, to, to do it because it's not working. It's not the nightmare. Coll- and then don't get me wrong, they have a, a lot of good moving parts. The Nightmare Collective, if it is, it could be done just if they tweak like little certain things. I think it could get over it because I like the idea. The hair thing was kind of cool for me at first because I would see what they were doing. And then and when they added, you know, all the, you know, when they added the other people, the, the, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't connect. And I think that's the issue. You know what we could do to make the Nightmare Collective run better? Cancel it. Because you've already got a dark <laughs> faction in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know people are going to be pissed. But, like, you have the Dark Order and then you have the Nightmare Collective, which is, like, the same thing. One for men, one for a women's division. Like, either put them together or take them apart and get rid of one. Because neither, neither one are going to click. With fans, if you're trying to split them, split the fans up like between who they should cheer for, like I get that the Nightmare Collective is supposed to be like this underground, like behind the scenes, off the books kind of like hit list kind of style. 
but that's not how Brandy is selling it. You know, she's selling it as a, like with this deep, weird kind of cult. fetish group. Yeah, this it's weird cult. cult. <laughs> where like <laughs> the Dark Order literally came out and was like, "We are a cult. We exactly. will help losers yep. become winners." And it's like, all right. Brandy, we love your idea, but when the Dark Order goes, then we can start the Nightmare Collective. But right now, it's just not a thing that should be connecting. Yeah. I can, like I said, we, we could talk about this women's division all night, and I can tell you that this play, I can really, I can honestly tell you 50 different ways how you can fix it in this women's division. But we could probably do that for a special. <laughs> let, let, let Chaz rebook the whole women's division. From uh from the beginning up to now, uh yeah, nah, oh, wow yeah, I could definitely do that. So we're gonna go on to the uh, next topic. So the Royal Rumble happened. Yes. And yes. after all the hype and the wait and speculation, I think that this Royal Rumble is possibly the greatest Royal Rumble ever, excluding also. The greatest Royal Rumble, even though they include that in the stats, which is bullcrap. But yes, um, so let's go. Let's fire off opinions on it, uh, Cliff. So as far as like best Royal Rumble of all time, I I don't know. I know it's definitely if it, it would definitely. I don't know. It's not. It's not my top. Only because I understand. Like, we got like two parts to this rumble, right? The first part, the first half of it, where Brock Lesnar destroyed everybody, and then the last half with the return of spoiler for those who didn't watch Rumble or live under live under a rock that's not in the wrestling world. Uh, Edge coming back. So it was great to see that, and it was great all around. And I love the fact that. Spoiler for those who didn't watch Rumble, Drew McIntyre won. But I think if you haven't seen it by now, then or I watch anything, then you you're just, living you're under just, a rock. You're yeah, and, you, and plus if you're listening to this podcast as well, then you just need what did you like? You must be in a coma for like two weeks, and you did, you haven't been on social media. I had what? I had friends who hadn't watched wrestling in like years text me was like, "Hey, bro, you see Edge came Edge, back?" Yep. Like, of course I've seen it. Like, what do you mean, kid? <laughs> but yeah. So no, if you haven't seen it, then you know, get a, go get a life. So I think for me, what it is is it's just um, I I'm still very much like we talked about it last show about our favorite rumbles, and you know, it's still to me, man, like. Rey Mysterio winning will always be my top rumble because of, like, obviously him, 62 minutes in the ring, like, winning it. It was just, it was awesome. The intro with Eddie's car. We had some great appearances as well in that rumble. But, yeah, I think if I'm going to say something, though, like, Edge returning, I'm not going to lie, I came out my chair. Like, I literally... I, I couldn't believe that after nine years, we had Edge coming back. The only thing that pissed me off about that whole thing, right, is you hear, you think you know me. And out of nowhere, you hear, what? Could it be? No way. It's like, shut the fuck up, Michael Cole. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Let the moment breathe. We want to see Edge. We don't need you to talk about the things that he has done. Just shut up. 
you piss me off so much. Every time there's like an awesome surprise entrance, Michael Cole has to ruin it. He did it three years ago when Rey Mysterio came out, and every fucking time that there's like a a crazy note. What could it be? Oh my! my. Oh my! Shut the fuck up, Jesus Cole. That's what kills me every fucking time with the goddamn Royal Rumble. Is this that Michael Cole has to go off on a stupid tangent about how great things are. Just let people enjoy the fucking moment, Vince. Okay? I'm talking to you. I know you're whispering things in fucking Michael Cole's ear. Okay? Just let the moment breathe, man. Just let the fans enjoy. Okay? Even the fans at home, we don't care about what Michael Cole has to say. He runs his mouth too fucking much. But overall, the Rumble was great, but I don't know if I would put it in my greatest Rumbles of all time. All right, Josh, what about you? I loved this Royal Rumble. Like, Like Cliff said, we had two parts to it. We had pretty much Brock being Thanos... And just with with the gauntlet, like I literally like I picture it's like it's like when Thanos and Infinity War was in Wakanda, just wiping out the Avengers. Um, when Tim and Keith Lee squared up in the ring, you can you can ask my brother. I was literally on yeah, and and the storytelling's like. Oh my God! It's it's like it's is he you know get eliminated and then he somehow finds a way to win to uh to knock both out and. And on top of that, when Ricochet and McIntyre came in, Ricochet had gotten the blow on him because the previous night before, before, not previous night, previous Did we lose him? He's like fading in and out. And then to top it all off, Drew Mac. Who was a part of 3MB. I know, right? Come along. What? Okay, hello. Yeah, we got you now. Oh, okay. Alright. So, okay. Let me me continue. Um, So, when Edge got into the rumble. Oh, okay. No, no, you're good. You're good now. We got you. We got you now. Okay, 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 okay. Because I'm totally not going to edit this, put all this stuff out. I'm going to let the Robotniks happen. 
and let them listen oh, to you wow. try to explain and all from how you get like from like Brock and then you're just super hyped for oh my god Drew McIntyre and <laughs> 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 was like what no no we're gonna keep all this in so no yeah did I, just, did I miss something <laughs> yeah right, exactly <laughs> so yeah no I'm just totally keeping it so yeah go ahead <laughs> okay let me, let me continue my uh my my rant well not my rant but my uh but my uh my exp- ex- explanation even though i know you guys probably seen it so in the second half of the rumble right when we get to the second half it was amazing edge returning i i, le- I legit cried I, I legit cried edge was one of my favorites growing up and i'm i ne- you never would think that it was possible with his neck surgery that he was ever ever gonna step back in the ring and i was actually skeptical but you know nowadays you know medicine so i mean i hope i think he's good i mean wwe doctors have cleared him so but like and then him beating roman taking out roman too was awesome but drew winning the whole thing drew winning the whole thing was just it was it was special because for a second, it did look like Roman was about to win, and we've gotten we came a long, long way, especially for Drew McIntyre, from somebody who was practically given up on. Vince, you know, gave up on him. We see him from the three, the three MB, and now he's gonna be facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I just think the storytelling behind it is amazing. And it's one of the best storytelling rumbles ever. Ever. I'm sorry that I was rambling, but, like, this was, like, my my favorite topic of the show. And I was just getting oohs and ahs, like, throughout the whole match. I've It's one of the best Royal Rumbles. I'm not saying this is the best, but it's one of the best rumbles that I've ever witnessed. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I just can't wait. Till like a few months from now, when Drew gets beat by Brock, Brock, I just yep, see and how it's you all feel. ruined. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be heart crushed. I know. And he, oh, please, <laughs> please don't do that, Vince. Please don't do it. I know what's gonna happen. He's gonna end up. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be like an eight minute match of just no, five, no, three minutes, no, two minutes of just suplex, 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 and then one f five and it's over. And then all that build up for nothing. And then all the WWE marks are going to be outraged. Oh, my God. Look what you've done. Brock has just buried everyone. He buried Brian back in 2017. He buried Joe. He buried Roman. He buried... Uh, he's always winning the title. He's not a fighting champion. Uh, I'm one of those people, by the way. I'll, I'll admit, I am one of those people. I can't stand Brock. But honestly, I, I got to give my respect to Brock, though. He, he worked. He worked. He did. And I, like, even though, like, I'm still going to hate Brock because it's just fun to hate him. But, like, he worked. But, like, yeah, I'm still going to hate Brock, you know, because he doesn't defend his championship on a regular basis. Can we acknowledge that when <laughs> Keith Lee came in a ring, um, Brock Lesnar was like, "Who is this motherfucker?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Did you see him jamming the MVP? <laughs> that was funny. Listen, 
Brock was on point the whole rumble. Like, this is why I, I you cannot really honestly, you cannot talk crap about Brock. Brock is one of the one of the best to ever do it. His facial expressions, the way he bumps, the way he sells. Brock's a big guy, so he's gotta dominate. He's 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 legit the most credible champion, if you want to look at it, you know, on Raw right now. So he's 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 not gonna take a lot of bumps, but when he does, it it it's it's like as you saw at the rumble, when he took that first bump from by, by, when Keith came in, the crowd was like went crazy. They were like, oh, oh, you know, like Brock's down. Like, oh, is Keith going to do it? This Rumble, to me, honestly, I think if it doesn't go at number one, it's number two. Yeah, I agree with that. It's number two. Because, like, you know, it was two Rumbles, and there was many storytelling in each part of the Rumble. And, like, the Royal Rumble and the concept, you get moments, and it gave us moments throughout and they moments mm-hmm. moments that you that you won't forget Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar stare down you're not gonna forget the moment when uh what you call it when New Day and Something. Ray like teamed up and was like all right no let's go let's go get this motherfucker like he's one nigga and it's three of us like you remember moments like that you remember oh god John Morrison yeah, oh, there yeah. you go as fast as you win Remember, you remember when it started getting crowded in there and people was in there. You remember the moment, the Claymore, the Claymore that Brock took. Brock took it. He's, he, you know, like I said, Brock's the greatest ever do it. He made sure that with every angle that you got it, you see that Drew's foot hit him right smack in his face and the bump he took. And then Brock laid there. Brock laid there and sold. Brock didn't just get up, uh, you know, head catches breath because you know, no, he stayed there. He sold. He was shocked. And then, of course, then Drew with the intimidation, bruh. Like this rumble in itself, and then Edge's return. Nine years. Nine long years. When someone, when this people. There were grown men crying. One of those grown was Chaz men. Evans. Yes. Chaz Evans. <laughs> yeah. I cried. I did. I remember. I, re- I would never forget it. I remember the day. I remember the promo when he said he retired. Does this wrestling stuff be getting me emotional? But, like, it was that in itself was, 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 was a moment you don't forget. The Spears. The rated RKO reunion, like moments throughout, and then Drew ultimately winning. Like, it's it was probably the best Royal Rumble from a storytelling purpose, and like a moment that gave you moments that you won't forget. I'm telling you, we will forever talk about this Rumble for a like honestly for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. This Rumble will honestly stay in everyone, and if you you know in real. You know, if you really, really enjoy and know wrestling, not just some idiot internet mark. But as everyone, it would always be in somebody's top five rumbles because it, it was really good moment by moment. Yeah, 
can so, that. Yeah, I think that I I I enjoyed it, and you know, we were all, you know, uh, well, moving, you know, like was skeptical and worried about the rumble because we were, you know, I think it was a cheap way though how they did it though because they had, you know, they had what twenty seven spots filled, and then but Bobby. Could wasn't in there. Lana wasn't in there, and not Lana, but uh, Rusev. Rusev. They were in there. Heavy Machinery said they were going to be in there. They weren't in there. Like I'm, you know, kind of sort of like, eh, what happened to that? But all in all, that that Rumble itself was, I yeah, definitely. If it's not not number one, it's number two, definitely. So yeah. we're gonna move on next, and that is who the terrible. Thing that is the WWE Raw. Oh, bag. oh my WWE. God! Oh uh, Lord. Recently, we had a title change: the uh, Viking Raider Express experience. The War Experience lost their Raw Tag Team Championships to, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> before I give it to you, the Monday Night Messiah's group. Whatever their actual name is, I don't know how they called. I don't know if they're gonna really do it. I guess those are his disciples, and they're just I don't know. They they need twelve. That's all I'm saying. But they yes. Now you're probably thinking if you haven't seen it already, AOP finally won the belts, right? They're the, they're the only tag team in there, right? Yay! Mm-hmm. AOP finally gets their due. Okay. But. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, AOP did not win that match. AOP wasn't even in the match. The two single wrestlers, the single competitors of the group, competed and won. Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins are the tag team champions for Monday Night Raw. What the fuck? So... What did the Viking Raiders do, ladies and gentlemen? They were jobbers. They jobbed out to Big Daddy Seth, cool guy Rollins, and his new bad guy persona. And now we have, now what is it? Seth has won the tag team championship, what, five times now? And with five different people? People. (laughs) Like, so here's the debate. Here's the question. So, did the Viking Raiders need to move on from the WWE to be successful? Let's start off with you, Josh. <sighs> can, I get, can I get one more Darth Vader breath real quick? Oh my god. <sighs> Why? I just wanna I just wanna pick Vince's brain and understand why. Cause oh, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel so bad for the Viking. The the war experience. I feel bad for them. Like, they debut on Raw, right? 
and then when they debut, they get their name changed. And even though they dominated, I forgot what match it was. They dominated when they when they first debuted. Nobody cared because of their name. And then when they finally started getting, they got momentum sort of, but like nobody really cared. It's I just the booking for them is so bad, and it sucks because like they're called the they're called they're. The team name, they're Vikings. What you expect from Vikings, you expect them to kick ass. And uh, it would have been better if they would have lost to AOP because it makes sense. AOP is an actual tag team. Honestly, I just feel like WWE doesn't give a crap about their tag division, which is why, you know, people are. Like the like the Viking Raiders, they're they're like kicked to curb. I just it really it really sucks because if you look back in NXT, they were so well, they were so well booked, they were great, and then they come to the main roster and and typical Vince way, they find a way to ruin it, and it really sucks. It honestly sucks. I think they should move on, but I don't think they are because Vince is probably give a fat paycheck. It's not. This sucks. It sucks so much because they have so much potential to be so good, and they're jobbing to Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. When I would have been okay if they would have jobbed to AOP. But I don't even think a job, they shouldn't even job to anybody because. <sighs> Cliff, Cliff is shaking his head over here. He's just like, absolutely the fuck not. They should not have. What do you, what, what, what just, you got, Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, just, just switching over. Tag I don't want to talk about this. What? Yep, I said it. You know why? Because Seth Rollins is a tag team specialist. Yep, tag team specialist. I said it here first. You heard me, okay? He's won a title six times with five different people, okay? Dean, John Moxley, Roman, or Joey, depending on how you want to call him. Buddy, okay? Braun Strowman, and the guy with the hurt neck. Jason Jordan, okay, Kurt Angle's son. He made them all superstars. That's what he does. He's a tag team specialist, okay? And you want to talk about AOP being that guy. He almost beat AOP by himself when Dean turned on him. So I don't want to hear any fucking noise about AOP being the top team that they should have won the title, okay? No. 100%. The Viking Raiders deserve to lose those titles. I don't care how great they were. They weren't putting any butts in the seats, okay? Their whole their whole stick is amazing. I do love them. I love watching them. I see how athletic they are. But if you keep putting a team in squash matches and keep saying they're defending the titles, guess what they're really not doing? Defending the titles or even giving you anything to enjoy about the team. So if you're not investing in the team with these good matches, and the only teams that you're having them go against is the Good Brothers, who they got beat by twice, and uh, they're beating the Street Profits, 
who's beating the Good Brothers, we're not really doing anything to lift the division. So maybe this would be a great opportunity for Seth to take one of the titles that kind of lost this luster, throw it on a person who lost three straight matches to Aleister Black and still wasn't having any shine taken off of him. And you elevate not only a talent, but the titles as well. So I think, personally, is it shitty? Yeah, because it's a makeshift team beating an established tag team. But we, it's like people forget that that's where Seth started was a big tag team. Like, the Shield made their debut on the main roster. It wasn't like it was like Seth and then he, like, called over two friends and they joined him. They all debuted together. So the Shield was dominating everybody. And Seth Rollins is an architect for a reason. And you could put your... Put your put it out there like, well, have you seen how big the Viking Raiders are? They're fucking massive, man, and they shouldn't be getting beat. They didn't. They lost in heel tactics. Like, that's what happens, okay? And it is what it is. Whatever. I mean, you guys can hate me all you want, but guess what? At the end of the day, I'm fucking right. <laughs> I, I just don't agree. I just... <laughs> When you said that, I just thought you were trolling so bad. Just trolling. <laughs> just trolling so bad. But here's I, the thing, I just though. can't agree. Here's the thing. How does Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy elevate the division by not being a tag team, first of all, an established tag team? And who they, and who they get into is the first people they get into a, a few with who gets shots at a title? Another makeshift tag team. Why aren't the okay? Three- no, 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 no. Why aren't do the- not do not go out there and bastardize WWE for putting a makeshift team and winning the tag titles when Kenny Omega and Adam Page are out there on a fucking team? Okay, they're not, I don't they're like part of the elite. They're together as a team. They're a whole faction with the elite is a faction. <laughs> you can't do that. Page is not with the elite. He quit. Oh, that's bull crap. <laughs> He's still part of the elite. <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, man, he was drunk. But no, man, like I don't think this is my opinion. If you're gonna make this raw tag team division actually work, you need to use the tag teams that you have. Actually invest. You have to, you brought you have you pay these tag team wrestlers to what? Be tag teams to get over. And you don't let them shine. What was the purpose of the Street Profits coming up if you're not going to actually use them? And, and Thank just have you. to do the backstage skits. Now, don't get me wrong. Are they entertaining? Yes. But yeah. let them wrestle, too. Mm-hmm. The OC. Like, the OC. Why are you constantly bearing the OC, first of all? That's number one. They should have honestly. I, they should have left the Usos on Raw. They're on. So they, they moved them in SmackDown because Naomi's on SmackDown, and I Naomi, get that the whole yeah. couple thing. So I understand it, but they should have kept the Usos on Raw. The Raw tag you. The Viking Raiders did absolutely nothing with those championships. They did absolutely. Freaking nothing. 
They just, they, every week, we saw them job out, what you call it, in um, enhancement talent. Yep. Squash match after squash match. Random uh, mm-hmm. championship match on the pay-per-view. Or then, oh, you know, by this time we had Survivor Series, so, so hey, we get to, you know, easy, easy peasy booking. We just put them against the NXT champions and the SmackDown champions, who are actually credible tag teams. So, and then we wonder, like, we wonder why the we don't care about the tag team divisions. And Cliff saying that they don't put the butts in the seats. Well. If you don't actually put the tag division on display, how are you going to get butts in seats? If you keep having them job out to enhancement talent, how are you going to put butts in seats? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if you don't give the talent to shine, they're not going to be able to get over if you don't put them in the right situations, right. they're not going to get over. You're not like, they're big guys. If you just have them, you, what are we going to care about enhancement talent if they're beating enhancement talent every week? Like, what? That does, like, wh- how did they get, how did they get them over? They're, they look like enhancement talent. They look like garbage like they couldn't beat them a mile away. So how are we going to get invested in them if you you're not invested yourself? I mean, I feel where you're coming from at least with with Survivor Series cuz those are three credible tag teams. Obviously they are all tag champions, so they have to be credible teams. But I think the bigger problem is Obviously, Vince, when they go up to the main roster, because Triple H invested all this time into, like, the Street Profits, into the Viking Raiders, the War Machine, or War Raiders, whatever they were going by at that time. Um, you know, like, the, all these teams, but then what we're seeing, too, and it's it goes through all of WWE, is that Triple H really doesn't have all that much control. Because if we look at the Dusty Classic, the last two winners were makeshift teams. They weren't even, like, they weren't established, like... Undisputed Era is getting beat in the first round of a tournament. Like, what? Like, no, that's your tag chance. Why are they getting beat? You know, now you have Matt Riddle and uh, Pete Dunne going for the NXT titles next week on, uh, or is it next week in Portland? And then you have teams like uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet winning and then losing to, you know, the, the War Raiders. But I just I think the problem that we're having though is that you know it, it's it's a problem with Vince not wanting to invest in the tag division. He hates the tag division, and for like the stupidest fucking reason, you have to pay for an extra ticket to get the tag team over. That's the only reason why he doesn't like tag teams, and to not invest in the tag team division is just it's crazy, and you're not putting your energy out there. But I think overall, man, I think I I love I love the teams that they have because the teams they have all have like great personalities and they all have like their own little quirks and, and, and drives about them. I just think how Vince sees it is that, Hey, well, this is a guy who was a tag team specialist. That's what he did. He's won it six times. Let's just throw it on him. Or he won it five times. Let's just throw the title back on him again. 
And it is what it is with that. I mean, shit, I didn't like it. I, I'm one of those guys that thought the AOP should have been the ones in there, and then Rollins could have costed the Viking Raiders the tag titles because then I think it fits better with the dynamic because then you could still have Buddy Murphy go after the mid-title, and you could have Seth Rollins go after the main title, and that you would have all the teams with all the gold, kind of like, I don't know, this weird group in NXT that no one really has ever heard of called the Undisputed Era. I, but I agree, man. I think it's, I think it's bullshit. But in the same token, I'm gonna go out my way and say I like the fact that Seth and uh, Buddy won the titles. <laughs> so okay, guys, yes or no question. So, do the Viking Raiders need to move on from uh, WWE to be successful? Uh, yeah. Cliff. No, it's it's weird for me to say that because. I know that as War Machine, they're going to be incredible, like, in the indie scene, as well as, like, in AEW or even NWA for that. But I think there – more people know them now as Viking – the Viking Raiders than they ever did as War Machine. And I feel like they they bring in a lot of mer- – they sell them a lot of merchandise. Like, if you're talking about winning titles and stuff like that. I still have to think that they're on the right brand because I don't know if someone like AEW would put the titles on the Viking Raiders. Josh? Yes. Oh. Let's <laughs> <To> move on. <laughs> yes, let's move on. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah. Um, just I don't think they need to be on Raw. I wouldn't necessarily say leave WWE. I think they can be used better, like on SmackDown. I wouldn't mind seeing New Day and uh, what you call it, the uh, Viking Raider experience. Mix it up. I wouldn't like seeing the Usos versus the Viking Raider war machine. Like, I think SmackDown, they have more of the, uh, they have the cre- a, lot of, a lot of credible teams. The Revival. If they, you know, if they don't stop declining uh, so much money, maybe, you know, we can get, you know, the Viking Raiders and the Revival. There's so many established teams, I think, on SmackDown where I think they can, uh, they can uh, thrive on. And, you know, I think, and mm, possibly maybe they can go back to NXT. I think those two brands, they can, you know, anyone, they can be, you know, I guess used a little bit better and, you know, be successful. So we're going to move on to, I think, probably now my favorite segment of our show. And that's the uh, the Red Dogs Power Rankings. <laughs> so, oh, boy. That's, 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 I, I'm ready. Let's, let's, let's do this, Mr. Mr. Red Dog, what's what's the power rankings for this week? This first February. Well, we missed a week, so let's talk about the January twenty fifth power rankings really quick. So, we're gonna start us off. I can't wait to see how many people disagree with me on this one. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy <laughs> were sitting in at number ten. This was exactly after they beaten uh, the, <laughs> the Viking Raiders. <laughs> so uh number nine we've got us the broser weights uh actually it's funny a lot of tag teams are going to be on this list uh number eight 
Omega and Page, which again, new tag titles. So shout outs. Number seven. This is uh this one might be kind of cool. I know a lot of people will like this one. DIY. I thought DIY definitely with their matchup against uh Mustache Mountain definitely deserved to be in this this mix. Uh number six, we're sitting with Becky Lynch. Number five. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, we're talking about Imperium. Like, <laughs> uh, beating Undisputed Era and being a man down after Alexander Wolf, which got speed to you, hopefully a speedy recovery. Um, coming back was, you know, that matchup was fire. Um, number four, we got to give it to the... Holder of the 10 pounds of gold, Nick Aldis, moves into our list at number four. Uh, big win. It was it was definitely a lot of fun to watch. Number three. Again, this is going to be somebody else who's going to be a little pissed about this one. NWA's newest television title champion, Ricky Starks. Now, I put him on this list because he wrestled three times. And had three fire matches in one night. So I have to say, like, that's the dude right there. Um, moving to number two. John Moxley! Of course, his big win over uh, Pac. That was definitely important. And then number one. The one that you guys have been waiting for for so long. Just like me, he is limitless, and he is also uh, the dethroner of the prophecy. So we have to give it up to the man, and we would find out in a future time, he would go toe-to-toe with Mr. Brock Lesnar. And that is the man himself, Keith Lee, sitting at number one. So that would have been my top ten power rankings as far as Gen 25th goes. Let's move on. To February 1st. Actually, it will be 2nd because we're recording it today. So, let's start us off, right? Number 10, we're sitting with the monster among men, Braun Strowman. How do you guys feel so far? New- I, can, I, can, I, can, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can take that one. I can take that. New IC champ definitely deserves it. Number 9, Cody Rhodes. Hey, man, anytime that you give three crossroads to somebody, I'm all in. Number eight, we have the inner circle. Number seven, the winners of the Dusty Cup finals, the Broserweights. Then we have number six, which this was a surprise match to me, and I was super excited to see this match happen. Um, Finn Balor. Versus Trent Seven and Finn winning that match was fire. He didn't have to kick him like that, that though. He didn't <laughs> have to kick him like that. That was so ignorant. Like <laughs> he, he, he didn't even see him coming. No, my man was in the middle of his entrance. My man hit the breakout on off a of two K. <laughs> Just said bow. Yep, elimination time. I was so fly. So. Number five, we're getting to the man herself, Becky Lynch. I thought that match with Asuka was fire. So, big ups. 
Number four. Um, you guys going to have to strap in for a good time because uh, The Fiend was not playing around <laughs> with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> uh, he will, oh, no, he whipped him like a Hebrew slave. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like it was just watching slavery. He just went. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, this man's poor back. Yo, the welts that were left after the match, and they showed, I was like, bruh, I feel bad. So, um, number three. Say that now until you get into one, until you get into a strap match. I felt bad. No, I felt so bad. I, I, I don't want to. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Things I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to get in a strap match, and I don't want to be in a hardcore match. Nor do I want to be powerbombed on Legos. Like, those are just things I don't want to do. I've been powerbombed on power toy cars. Little, yeah, I know. Ch- <laughs> yeah, been like the little metal cars. toy cars? Yeah. Uh, uh, buddy there from Control did that to me in a match. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Showtime himself, Chris Manning. Damn. <laughs> just went boom on the outside, too. It was on the concrete, too. Uh, yeah, that, that didn't sound like fun at all. Oh, yeah, that was the finish. <laughs> Just put it so, out there. <laughs> number three, we will have to talk about that brawl around the arena, uh, around the stadium. Mr. Roman Reigns, you have been moved up to number three. It was a great, solid match. And then number two, a lot of people can be pissed at me about this one, too. But the queen herself eliminating Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <sighs> You oh, have to give it to her because the reaction that she got in that match was unbelievable. Everybody was so pissed, especially because it was a sloppy ending. But I think what was interesting was somebody mentioned on, I don't remember what channel I was listening to, but they said she won it again. And I was like, no, no, she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't won it again at all. She's only won it once. So, sorry to y'all, to those who think that they were well-established in the Women's Royal Rumble, because there's only been three winners. And I was about to say, to... It's, it's only been three now. <laughs> we try to establish been in every single championship match for in WrestleMania since she's debuted. So what? <laughs> 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 you say so down. So what? You're still going to watch, and you're still going to be pissed if she wins. You're still going to be pissed if she's in it. It does not matter. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But let's give it up to the number one on our list. He's big, beefy. He's the sexy Scottman, Drew McIntyre. (laughs) I think that's a a unanimous one right there, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's like that's like that's like Lamar Jackson, you know, Baltimore Ravens unanimous MVP. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's unanimous number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, honestly yeah. not playing in the Super Bowl. Same, same. So am I. I'm wa- I'm watching it right now. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we're gonna uh, wrap this one up, guys. That's that's the uh that's the power rankings for this week. But actually, for the past two weeks. Uh, Red Dog giving us uh, uh, the power rankings. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
Um, this is the end of the show. We have come to the end. We're sorry, but um, we got to watch the Super Bowl, which is actually, by the time you're listening to this, came on yesterday. So we don't know who's going to win. So maybe next week we'll talk about it, and uh, we'll see uh, if, uh, if, I'm, if we're excited. So actually, make some picks, guys. All right, Josh, who you got winning? Did he die on me? Is he gone? Do you, who you got winning? Because Andy Reid's a choker. Andy Reid's Damn. a choker. I have the 40. He's got the 49ers, he says. He I'm taking the Chiefs. You're taking the Chiefs? I'm, I'm taking the yep. Chiefs as well. Andy Reid's a choker. Yeah, Andy he Reed's is, but we'll see what happens. So. so is your phone connection, but we're not talking about that. Oh! oh keeping all this in. <laughs> not taking this out in post. Because you get the raw file, the raw action right here on the three count, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chaz Evans. It's Cliff Red Dog Miller, Lil' JJ. I got to go call Chris Idle and make sure he's not dead. So we'll see you guys again next week on the three count.